Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save idea? the pump Really? This do is you what you're doing? This is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. I learned what a two wipers was today. Huh? Aaron Rodgers? What are we talking about? Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Come in here on a Wednesday and we're getting ready for Brian to join us and we will be here momentarily with him before that going to get you caught up with what's going on in the world of Major League Baseball as the Atlanta Braves are playing right now if you're watching it on the screen you see that the Braves are lead are trailing three to one against Tampa once again another one of these games that are not televised really think it's a really poor job by them to not be doing these games at all. Like between Tampa and Atlanta and Minnesota, I'm trying to think of who they were playing right before then. None of these games have been televised. It's really hard to get fans into it. Now you have had some games on ESPN and you have had some games elsewhere, but all in all, I think major league baseball does a really bad job of televising these games and getting the fans into. I see a lot of comments throughout social media on a daily basis, people trying to find the game. They're not realizing that it's just, there's no cameras there. It's, it's not that it's being blacked out in your area. There's just no cameras there. It's a really bad job by Major League Baseball, and they've got to get that cleaned up. With that being said, news came about that 17 teams, 17 teams, and we'll get more into this down the road on the show, but 17 teams are not going to be are, are going to be broadcasted by Major League Baseball in some shape or form. So they had to put a team together, essentially. And that's where we're at on that. And that's where we have with Major League Baseball, they added an entire division. Three executives were hired this this week to be able to take care of that. And that is going to be an absolute disaster. If you look at 
the fact that if they can't get it organized, 17 teams affected, and it's because Bally Sports has is going out of business. And then the other one, I think, is Warner Brothers. They had three teams. Bally Sports, it was Diamond Vision or something to that nature was the name of the actual uh, company that, that, that controls Bally Sports. But Bally Sports has obviously been an absolute dumpster fire, and they lost a ton of money on their NBA revenue, which is what what caused this. And now they don't have any money to get to the post for the baseball season. And so basically, NBA has bankrupted the Bally Sports. And it'll be interesting going forward because they're going to have to go back out there and renegotiate contracts the NBA, Major League Baseball, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be interesting to see what happens to the overall dollar amount because the next ones that step up, they're going to be kind of in a position of power and saying, look, basketball is what bankrupted you. If you want me to carry your basketball team, and we're talking about in the local markets, we're not talking about TNT, et cetera, we're talking about in the local markets, they're going to go to the post and say, look, we carried your 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 product this year nobody watched it we couldn't get advertisers what are you going to charge me now to carry your team and we're not that far removed it's only been 40 years where basketball was never on regular television it was on tape delay only i don't think we're headed back that direction with all the streaming but you do wonder if it's going to be regularly available to you or will it turn into a situation where you only get your national broadcast and a lot of your local markets won't won't have the games. But right now, Major League Baseball, the, the Braves have scored. It is in the bottom of the eighth in the spring training game against Tampa Bay. Scores three to two, and we'll keep you updated on that. We are going to take a really quick break when we come back. Brian Snow is going to join us, and we are going to be talking a little bit of what's going on, some big things going on in the NBA and and around Major League Baseball. We're going to get into it here in just a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on The Key. What about the assistants on the staff right now? The guys that were there in training camp, the guys that were there early in the morning and late at night, the guys have gone through the first six weeks in that building. Don't they deserve the opportunity for an owner to hire a coach who's never been an assistant at the college level or the pro level and overseeing a lot of candidates that are qualified for that job, as we see in Steve Wilkes, an opportunity to build a resume. It's a disgrace to the coaching profession. And regardless of how this thing plays out, what happened in Indianapolis is a travesty. What about the assistants on the staff right now? I'm not audible. How audible I'll use. Omaha! Omaha! Red Polly! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! Blue Poncho! Dilly Dilly! Rambo! Rambo! Give me Kershaw here, Kershaw! You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio. Japan! Richmond, New York! Richmond, Florida! Sally, Buffalo! Check! Check! Hey! Short Ox! Luda Raiders! Red Polly! Omaha! Time out! Hey! Can I tell you one thing? That's three holding buildings on one football team and a quarter and a half. That ain't funny. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country. 
when God wasn't looking. It all starts with just one thing. When recycling, rinse out jars and cans and avoid recycling wax paper or paper soiled with food. This will reduce recycling contamination. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? Your armchair quarterbacks on YouTube Live. We cover Braves baseball and the rest of Major League Baseball every day. Subscribe and like us today. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites. Here you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Welcome back, Braves Country, and it must be Wednesday because. Good friend Brian Snow is here with us, and you catch Brian every single day here on the key at 5 p.m. Eastern. Brian, how the hell are you, sir? I'm doing great, my friend. Great to be with you as always. We've got a lot to get it, a lot to get into, a little little time to do it. I do want to hit up one thing real quick. I'll I'll get more into it in the second hour. But mm-hmm. the uh college baseball top 25, we're gonna touch on that a little later. But we've got so much stuff to get into this hour, we're going to pump that <laughs> off to, to the next hour because probably the biggest story in sports today, I can't think of a bigger one, is that Kevin Durant's going to debut for the Suns. Or he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just said look managed. supposed to. Wouldn't that be something if he comes out and goes, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take tonight off because I want to keep myself uh, fresh for the playoffs. Um, They are – I don't have it in front of me, but aren't they playing the Hornets? I believe believe. so. Yeah. So I like how they cherry-picked a bad team for for his debut, right? Why are we not surprised? I'm not. I I mean, that is is pro sports in a nutshell, right? You Mm -hmm. make a big trade. You want to showcase him. You want to make sure that – He's not going up against you know the Celtics or the Bucks or something on the first night. Or God forbid the defending world champion Golden State Warriors. Right. Well, I it's kind of hard to call them that now now that they're a, a walking dumpster fire. But um KD and the Suns. They're the perception is that they're the team to beat in the NBA playoffs, right? Wrong. Not for me. Okay, are they at least the team to beat in the Western Conference? No. No. Okay. I'll, no. I'll hear where, no. where you're going with this one. My yeah. sentence is simple. And you'll hear, and I'll, I'll lead off with this at 5 o'clock. My sentence is simple. To be the champs, you must unseat the champs. The last I checked, Golden State's the champs. So until you beat them... Four times in a series, Phoenix is not a threat. And the other reason I think Phoenix is not a threat, his name's Devin Booker. 
is he going to play nice? Is he going to let Kevin Durant be the leading scorer on the team, or is he going to want to hog the ball as well? Now, the one strange thing about the Western Conference, as I just pulled up the the standings, Mm -hmm. looking at the bottom, because it wasn't too long ago that Golden State was down around the 10th seed, right? Now they're sitting at five. But though they're sitting at five, they're only two games in front of the final playoff spot. So any kind of a losing streak by the Warriors could derail them from even making the playoffs or they True. could end up in the, in the play-in round. True. I'm with you as far as thinking that someone's got to beat Golden State, but I do think someone's going to beat Golden State. I don't necessarily I don't. think it's going to be the Suns in, in the West. I know a lot of people are kind of skating past them mm-hmm. because their lack of success, though the the, the the regular season success is real, their, their their postseason success has not been there. Right. The Denver Nuggets are finally healthy, and assuming yeah. that they can stay healthy, which is the big thing because they've had the injuries. It seems like they always get some big injury right before April, and it's just mm-hmm. like, well, there there they go again. They're a nice story. But that'll be it. Denver to me is the is the team to beat in the West. I'm not a believer in Memphis, even though they are kind of my secondary team. I've always pulled for the Grizzlies from all my time I spent in Tennessee. I just I can't believe in the the, the Grizzlies just seem too raw, too young. But what about the Sacramento Kings? Do you have any belief that they could get into at least the Western Conference Finals? The wildest of the wild cards is the Sacramento Kings, and the biggest reason is Mike Brown. Mike Brown to this iteration of the Kings is what Rick Adelman was to the Kings of 02 when they got screwed in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. I don't believe in Memphis. Like you said, they're too raw, too young. Denver is the number one seed dot, dot, dot for now. But I still believe to be the champs, you have to beat the champs. And as crazy as this sounds, once they are whole again, I can't see I can't see anyone beating the Warriors four times in a series. Now, there's a lot of jockeying to be done. There's a lot of teams that could get healthier, even even healthier by the time the playoffs start in April. But I'm old school, and I just think, you want the title come get it so one of the most interesting things about this is the nba obviously has built their brand over the stars of the league yep and not the fandom there there are very few out there percentage wise that are diehard fans of a team anymore they tend to follow the are yeah they tend to follow the stars mm-hmm. i'm in that very small minority i've been a boston celtic fan for 40 years right even through the bad times i'm like yeah they're my team yeah i mean they may never be on tv i may never, i may never watch them mm-hmm. but, but that's my guys yeah 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 and they continue to be but i understand that most fans over the years they kind of gravitate to the teams that are winning because of the stars. So you you saw it in the 80s is kind of when it started. When mm-hmm. Burton Magic kind of gotten old and, and to the point of retirement, that's when people started shifting over to Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Jordan goes 
Kobe to LeBron to whoever your favorite player is, right? Right. I think it would be a nightmare to the NBA because their numbers have been so bad. It would be an absolute nightmare if those Kings made it because I don't think your average sports fan, much less NBA fan, can name two guys on the current Sacramento Kings. If you ask them to name Sacramento Kings, like the first name out of their mouth is probably going to be Chris Weber, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it could be an absolute nightmare. Can you imagine a Memphis Grizzlies Sacramento King Western Conference Finals? The, the Nielsen ratings would be in the negative. Yeah. The Nielsen ratings would be in the toilet, but for those of us old school fans that love team basketball, it would be the greatest thing. It would be the greatest thing. Here's a here's a Western Conference final that may happen. Kings and Warriors, the battle for Northern California. And but that would, but that would be a snore fest for, for most fans. If the NBA wants to build on brand, they're mm-hmm. hoping for Suns and Warriors, Suns and Mavs. Suns and Lakers. I guess Suns and Clippers, but not really. The Clippers don't have the draw that the Look, Lakers do. The, 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 the Clippers are done. And we're, what are we, like four seasons removed from uh, Kawhi's? Yes. It was 2019, the, wasn't the, it? The, Clipper, the Clippers are finished. Okay. And I've heard so many people predict the Clippers to come out of the West this yeah, year. And my question is why I'm not buying and, that. They're going to be able to win three series on the road, which is what it seems like it would be. I'm not buying them to win one series. Right. Right now they would be, if it ended today and we're, we still have 20 games left in the season, mm-hmm. but if it ended today, Clippers would be at Sacramento. And I think Sacramento would probably take care of them. Even if they slip past them, I don't see them beating Memphis. No. I darn sure don't see them getting to the Western Conference Finals and winning the Western Conference Finals. Nor do I. Denver, they're not beating Phoenix. My biggest question with Phoenix is, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to lead off with it, KD starting tonight. They're sitting there at, what, 50, 60. So they they literally have 20 games left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that enough time to get the chemistry down between Katie and the rest? I know he's played with CP3. I get that, but that's one guy, right? Is is that enough time? No, there isn't. It's not enough time. It's it's not enough time. And some folks are going to make the excuse to me, you know, because I cover the Warriors for my website. And you're like, well, it's not going to be enough time for Steph Curry when he comes back from an injury. You know, the Warriors had Steph Curry for 14 years. They've got such an advantage, big-time advantage. And I'm not just tooting the horn of the Warriors. I'm just going off of what I've seen before in the playoffs. I'm going off of what has happened before. I don't trust Memphis. I still think of Steph Curry as like a young kid, but he's not. No, that's the – and that's the – No fart at this point. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's that's the most wonderful thing. You know, you think, okay, Steph is like in his second or third season. This is his 14th year, and he's still playing the way that he's playing. And those injuries are mounting Mm -hmm. for the Warriors because I think of their age and how many times they've made those runs and those playoffs. I just, I'm not a believer in the Warriors this year. Not that they can't win the first round, and not that they may be even able to get out of the second round. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they can put together three, four consecutive 
best of seven series without without the injuries popping up on them. And I don't think this team is as good as the one last year. And I, know injuries, not, I know it's probably an understatement. Yeah, but it, it's a war of it's a war of attrition. And given the fact that the Warriors are now the elder statesmen of a team in the league, and you got young teams like the Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings coming for them, and they are coming for them. You're right. The, the, it, one major injury and the Warriors are finished, even going forward in, in the playoffs. And they're dealing with that one major injury right now to the straw that stirs the drink in Stephen Curry. But I'll say it again, and this is based on 40 years of watching basketball. To be the champs, you must unseat the champs. Your Celtics went through it in 87. They weren't whole either. And yet they came out of the Eastern Conference. They weren't supposed to be nowhere near the Eastern Conference because a young up-and-coming king, uh, coming team at that time, the Detroit Pistons, were on the verge of stealing Game 5 before Larry Bird took care of that. So can it happen? It most certainly can. We've seen it happen before. Um, it's been, what, since February 4th with Curry? Yes. Is that right? Yes. What is the prognosis on him? A couple weeks. Still? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a tall task for the rest of that group to be able to hold on to a preferable seed, right? Well, the last I, nine I'm proved. not worried if they're going to make one of the top 10 seeds. They'll make one of the top 10 seeds. Yes. But you don't want to be in the bottom four. No. And I don't really think, considering the way it's probably going to shape out in the Western Conference, I really think the, the one to get is going to be somewhere around the four or five. You know, a four seed would be phenomenal for Golden State because they would get the first round at home, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. If not... I'm with you on the Suns, though I think they're talented. I think next year they're going to be a real force because they'll have a whole season to to, to put KD and company together. Mm -hmm. I just I I would be shocked if in, that's why you don't see a lot of these big trades in the NBA workout because they come out of the break and it's about 20 games and it's just it's not a lot of time and it's a sprint to the finish line. I've said for years that the NBA trade deadline needs to be bumped up, but they try to coincided with the all-star break now because Silverman's bending over backwards to to appease the players union. Yep. But when you have this trade deadline, and let's be honest, no nobody wants to tr trade their guys until the trade deadline cuz they're all especially now that everybody in the play everybody in the league, league makes the playoffs in mm -hmm. one shape or form, nobody wants to just give up on the season. Mm -hmm. 20 games, man, that is a sprint. It, it, and exactly. What do you think you'll probably play at best fifteen? Because the, there's no way they're going to play him every game. Ten at best. I give him ten. I give him ten because Kevin Durant too is in his fourteenth year. If he only plays ten, it's it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. There's no way that they're going to get any kind of cohesion. I'm not saying that he can't have a big night here or there in the playoffs, but they can't make a deep run with. That's why I thought it was laughable the day the trade happened. The betting favorite 
in Vegas in some books was actually the Suns, but they moved at least to number two in some books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are we talking about? You, like, you saw that too. Yeah. Like what? Like, why would you even, why would you even consider putting your money on a team that's been okay this year? Pretty disappointing last year. And they add a guy who is still elite, but 20 games is 20 games. And 20 games is not enough time. I mean, if you look at it from the top of the season, 20 games, you're just like really getting into your cohesion. Unless you come, unless you sprint out of the gate, knowing what you have, knowing how to use them. The trading deadline in the NBA has got to be moved. Yes. To somewhere in January. And I'm going to say mid-January. Yes. Who cares if it's before the NBA All-Star break? Nobody watches the NBA All-Star break anyways. So who cares? But it's going to give you more time to make these moves. I don't know if there's something in the players' union that they're wanting it where it is, other than the fact that when the trades are made, a lot of them don't show up to their team until after the All-Star break, right? But I can't imagine there's something else involved why why they don't want to be traded before then and if you're really wanting to win it's different when a team like the celtics or the bucks or whatever and they add these little tiny pieces right role players but kevin durant look we we've seen it before with harden he gets moved around like they don't do anything right it doesn't matter where you send them you can move hard like a chess you can move harden like a chess piece or a checkers piece and it doesn't work yeah it just it really is dumbfounding. The other thing is, and then we're going to move on for, from the NBA. Got two more things we want to hit real quick. First of all, the LeBronless Lakers, any chance they make this the, the playoffs? No. Yeah, I don't think they are either. They're currently, where are they sitting at? A game out of the final playoff spot. And it's going to get worse. And there's actually a team in front of them, so they're in twelfth place, not in in uh, in eleventh. And he's out. They're saying two weeks are going to reevaluate. He won't be back. He, at best, he's back with about five games to play, if that. So I'm willing to bet you he's going to make a business decision and hang it up for the rest of the year. I'll tell you because what. Remember, he he made a vow that he wouldn't. He made a vow that these last twenty three games. He said this a while back. These last 23 games are the most important games of his career. Well, he's not acting like it. <laughs> They're not even going to be – he's not even going to play them. Nope. They're going to be the most important games of the of the Lakers franchise because if, if I'm running the Lakers, I say, no, nah, man, we're going to tank and we're going to try to get the best draft pick possible. Exactly. And we're looking to send you on your way as we, – we, we don't want a big PR nightmare, but right. we need to get rid of you. Right, I mean, it's a PR nightmare when they signed him in 2018, but that's just my- right. But you know how the Lakers are; they think they need to have stars. Mm-hmm. They want to move on without their without it being an ugly situation, much like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Green Bay's ready to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but they don't want to tell everybody they want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I say the hell with that. Push the plunger and get rid of him, and deal with what, and let the chips well, fall. And Rodgers is even a 
bigger difference when, when he's meant that much to your franchise for that long it's a little hard to just because there are the psychotic fans a good group of them big group of them that are going to just be outraged if you come out and say we're done with rogers time to kick the can and same thing with lebron because there are delusional laker fans that think that if he can get healthy and they can get in the playoffs they can make a run yeah, there were a lot of delusional Laker fans, and most of them are called bronze sexuals, but I'm not one to gossip. Most of the of the Laker fans that are the most delusional are in their front office. Genius butts. I mean, what I mean, what was the what was the Westbrook signing about? What the hell was that? I remember when they signed him and they're like, oh man, they're putting together a super team. Go, yeah, super sucky team. What are, what what are you talking about? You had a chance to get a young buddy healed and a chance to make a deal for DeMar DeRozan and allow him to come back home. And you let LeBron get in your head to tell you all we need is Russell Westbrook. What the <laughs> hell were you thinking? I can tell you this as a Celtic fan. I've never been happier. <laughs> I can tell Celtic. you this as an NBA yes. fan. I've never been happier. He's still not going to win a real championship. Don't give me that bubble ship. That thing does not count. They're still behind the Celtics Listen, in overall they're, they're, championships. Push the We're going to try and say, oh, man, we tied you. No, 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 no. That championship does not count. Of course that, it doesn't. That championship, championship does not count. Of the bubble that counts, and it barely counts. It's more of a half a ship mm -hmm. that I will call was the Super Bowl. Because that was the closest thing to the actual sport that they did. Because they did travel. They did go into, even yeah. though some of them were half-filled stadiums, that's the closest one. The rest of those championships in 2020, I do not count. Not one iota. Nor do I. Maybe the Nor college do. football, because they did actually play in front of fans. But baseball, that, that, was, a, that was an invitational. And the and NHL, the NCAA championship in 2020 wasn't well. That didn't even happen. It was the championship in 2021 where they housed everybody in Indianapolis. That was a nightmare. Yeah, and the, and so and then when you go back to the uh, the NBA 2020, that I mean that was an AAU tournament. Is all that was. <sighs> and then that's, you that's had you describe it. <laughs> and then the NHL. That that was another invitational. The only reason why the championship for the, the Stanley Cup meant more is because the Lightning went on to win again, so it kind of cemented it, right? Yes. Yes. By the way, it is a final. Braves came back and tied Tampa Bay. Three to three was your final. And we'll talk more about that later in the show, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and get that off the screen. I like to share the the score here on our Braves yeah. Cup HD when the game is going because folks were wanting to know. But hey, it, it really is maddening that they're not putting more of these games on TV. It's sick. not just the Braves. I'm talking about across the board. If you're not a Yankee fan, a Mets fan, a Dodger fan, you haven't seen many of your games on TV this year. I haven't seen any of mine yet. I've only seen, yeah, you know, to that point, I think I've only seen the White Sox on twice. And I've mm -hmm. got the MLB.TV, right? Yes. And I actually pay attention to it, especially now that you're on the show all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, you, you know, keeping an eye on the White Sox. I'm like, they're never on. What is no, this? No, they're not. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Mets. They're not any of these. 
these household name teams that move that move the needle as the phrase goes and i'm like really you're talking to a guy that basically covers the white Sox, and you're not going to put their game on and i had planned to do a couple of spring training games and i haven't had a chance to yet because they're 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 not on i guess they're just waiting for an old broadcaster like me to whet the appetite come top of the season Real quick on the scoreboard, Yankees are tied with the uh, Nationals 2-2. Two to two. That game is the ninth, bottom of the ninth. I think game's about to end. They, the Yankees are threatening, but there's two outs. Red Sox-Astros finishing a tie 4-4. Four to four. Mets over the Marlins 8-4 to four in the ninth, and I'll get you caught up on more of those as, as the day goes on. By the way, a, a game that's actually being televised, Angels and Milwaukee 4-2 to two, Los Angeles bottom. Mm fourth i was watching the espn broadcast of the yankees nationals leading up to the preparation of the show today mm-hmm. man i mean it just gets worse and worse i just is it that, is it that bad <laughs> espn's broadcast it's so bad and like i don't even know what they're trying to do but they're not trying to bring baseball fans and that's all i can say no they're not they're not I don't even, who i don't even know who the extra guy was because i recognize kirchin's voice and I recognize uh, what's her name, uh, Mendoza. Mm-hmm. And then the lady, I can't think of her name right now, but she was doing some MLB radio uh, during the playoffs. The three of them, and the the latter, I believe she was on the field. But mm-hmm. there was there was a basically a play by play guy. I didn't recognize his voice. It it wasn't their their normal guy, Boog, and it wasn't mass. Matt Vaskersian. So I don't know who it was, but he was a cornball. I don't even pay attention to ESPN baseball anymore. No, it's it is brutal. It's uh ever since they got rid of John Miller and Joe Morgan. Oh geez. <laughs> do I need to say <laughs> anymore? Did the Yankees just hit a walk off? Ah, the Yankees just hit a walk off two run shot, and I'm loving that because I did take the Yankees on the money line today. <laughs> <laughs> well, to watch it for, I only put ten bucks on it, but it was like a minus one ninety five on the money line. I was like, ah, what the heck? How can the Yankees not beat the Nationals? And I keep watching this game. I was like, my God, like nobody's playing. But um, <laughs> I don't know who that was, but someone just hit a two run shot for the. For the uh, for the Yankees, just over the glove of the Washington right fielder, mm-hmm. and you win a car if you know that guy's name. The <laughs> fifth string right fielder for the Washington Nationals. Um, I'm seeing if I can find the actual score of it. Let's see here it is. Oh, it was Navarez. Three ah, happy yeah. feet over the wall, and I do know that that particular wall is three hundred and fifty-two feet. So that thing just got over it. Oh wow! So, man, oh man, there's that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get in to more of this, and I, I haven't forgot about it, Brian. We are going to talk about these red hot Knicks, and could they be a thorn in everybody's side? We'll be right. back in Flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. I got back to the hotel at seven thirty this morning, and I went up to the desk to leave a wake up call for seven o'clock. The lady goes, "It's Paul seven. No, the next one." You got another one coming around, don't you? Why don't you just put me on that one? 
Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Winter is the perfect time to start planning for your healthy, pest-free spring lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will help give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio to save 50% on your first service. Just call 866-946-5956 or go to TrueGreen.com today and get a lawn to be proud of. Hey folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk. I, one of Barney's best friends, I, one of Barney's best friends, promise never to interfere with his personal life again. Promise never to interfere with his personal life again. Unless it's an issue of health, national security, or he's about to get up on a fatty. Unless it's an issue of health, national security, or he's about to get up on a fatty. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Welcome back, and we do have some news that I just saw scroll across the bottom line. They're saying, Brian, you're going to like this news, that uh, Steph Curry could be back, could be back next week. They're not putting it in stone, but they're saying, right. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Him coming back, to me, is not as crucial of a timeline as KD getting it in gear with the Suns. Right. Right. We the talked Warriors about are the Warriors, and they're either going to be good enough to win or they're not going to be good enough to win. Nothing's really changed, even though he took a few weeks off. I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the way, uh, the Rangers, Keandre uh, Miller suspended three games for that incident the other night for spitting. And Tyler Glass now is going to be out six to eight weeks with an oblique strain. Ouch. The, these injuries in Major League Baseball are just absolutely mounting. Yeah, they are. Gavin Lux towards ACL. And gone for the year. This is how I knew. What what game was I watching? Uh, oh, you know, it was uh, ESPN. They were going into depth about how the... I don't know if it was today's game or if it was the one from a few days ago, but they were going into depth during the broadcast about the Dodgers losing Lux. Mm-hmm. on acl and their and their take was they're gonna have to really go out there and get someone in the in the open market or or make a trade and i'm like hello they made a trade for miguel rojas about a month ago mm-hmm. 
And I had to go and look it up. I was like, did something happen to Rojas? Did he get hurt? No, no, he's fine. He was playing that day. He was playing. Yeah. Like, uh, ESPN. You're just moving people around. You probably don't even watch the sport. And, and my next three words are the following. Consider the source. Yeah. What? <laughs> what is your background? I've done lacrosse my whole life. Well, we're going to put you in the booth today. Talk some Major League Baseball. Yeah. If that's the case, then just have the guy call the game and don't let him do any commentating during it. Don't have him think whatsoever. Right? Exactly. Most play-by-play -play guys, you put them in most sports, and they can find their way through it. But mm -hmm. just don't ask them for their opinion. Have two or three people in the box there with them so he's not being asked to actually think. Yeah, to actually observe what's going on. And actually... It would be the equivalent of dropping me in the middle of, like, a Division three women's basketball game saying, hey, can you do the game? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've called basketball before. But I'm not going to talk about what's going on in in that conference. I'm going to literally give you the play-by-play -play of what's going on, and I'm going to keep kicking it back to whoever's sitting next to me going, yeah, man, uh, th this ball is in your court. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. All right. The Knicks, speaking of courts. Wild card. They, they are slowly but surely becoming an interesting story in the NBA. And for mm -hmm. folks who have been asleep at the wheel, not paying attention to the long, long season, <laughs> they are now on a six-game winning streak and number five in the conference. They've mm -hmm. already leapfrogged Brooklyn, which I don't think anyone's shocked by that. Brooklyn, Ooh, Thank you. Who's going to be shocked that they leapfrogged Brooklyn? I mean, Brooklyn already pushed the plunger on the season. They were already pushed the plunger on the season by getting rid of uh, Kevin Durant. And what's funny about that is had Durant came back at this point and they had not trade Kyrie, mm -hmm. they were actually a fairly dangerous team, right? No. I don't think they would have won the title by any stretch of the imagination, but they were a dangerous team. I mean, at one point, they'd won almost, what, 20 games in a row, whatever it was. I mean, this was a good basketball team, win healthy. But they never right. But had they kept them together, they probably could have pushed into maybe the Eastern Conference semifinals. Maybe if things broke their way, even the Eastern Conference finals. But now you're going to start seeing them plunging down. Mm -hmm. And Atlanta now has an outside chance of getting out of the bottom Please. four. Mm -hmm. if they can catch Miami. Because I, I don't even look at Brooklyn being there. I look at Brooklyn's eventually going to sink to the bottom. They yeah. may hold on to the last spot in the playoffs, but I don't call the playoffs 7 through 10. I say the playoffs begin once we get through that. Once we get to 1 to 8. Yeah, I don't even know what they're calling it. I call it the round robin week. But just whatever, once they get through that junk, then we're in the playoffs. I literally last year when uh, my wife asked me, you know, are you going to watch the playing round? No, I'm not. I literally slept through that because I was just coming off. I was just coming off surgery and I was just getting back into uh, doing broadcasts and doing sports and things like that. That's a sleep week for me. That's my spring break. I can't remember. See the NBA regular season shows here um when is it ending this year because when, when what i'm it trying started to started way early this year all right it so started way early 
Yeah, so it's ending April 9th, Sunday, April 9th. Ooh, that, actually, that's a weird one, too, because they normally end it on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, and, and start the playoffs that weekend. So I guess what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the play-in games knocked out during the early part of the week because okay. they found out nobody's watching them. They found out Brian's asleep. He's not watching the game. <laughs> so going, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll play the Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday game, and then we'll be ready for the weekend. Yeah. So I do, I think that's the weekend after the Masters. Mm -hmm. But, man, that's right smack dab in the middle of Major League Baseball. It's shortly after the March Madness. Yeah, I don't see me watching the the playing rounds. If Atlanta's in there, I'll pay attention. Let me ask you this. Your thoughts on Nate McMillan being fired. That's a mistake. Yeah, I think it's a huge mistake, but I also think it's one of those, hey, man, the NBA coaches, they get fired all the time. They get recycled. People complain about NFL coaches get recycled. Mm -hmm. NBA coaches get recycled. Big time. Millen will get hired within the next year, and he'll get a four-year deal. Once you get into that club, you're a made man. And and the, the Hawks uh, now have Quinn Snyder as their coach. Yeah, I don't even I know what to make of it because we talked about this on your show last night that with the way it's set up and with the way that the players kind of rule the roost nowadays, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it looks like Trey Young wants out of Atlanta. If he wants out of Atlanta, then what are we even talking about? Like, who, Quinn Snyder got hired to get fired as well. Yes. Because once you trade away Trey Young and he's demanding a trade and here we go again, blah, 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 that, that'll be one of the storylines in the offseason. They're mm -hmm. not going to get any kind of compensation that's worth his talent. And right. he's literally starting over again. And I haven't really caught on to why he wants out other than maybe he's like a lot of these players where he wants the easy road, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to play on a team that he's going to have to build himself. So he's choosing to being asked to be from what I've heard. He wants to go to New York. He wants to now. I don't think that means the Nets. I think he wants to be a Knickerbocker. He wants to, he wants to play with the Knicks, right? He wants to, he, because they, he played against them in 2021. Oh yeah. And, and the, allure, the social media and, yep, and the allure of playing with the Knicks. I'm looking at you, Jalen Brunson, is just too strong. And I think the Knicks would, would love to have him. Do, the, the question for me for Atlanta is what do we get out of it? Do we get anything? And I don't no. think we're going to get much. You're not going to get much because it comes down to a simple they question. might get Barrett, R.J. Barrett. Because yeah, that might be an operative word if the Knicks want to part with him. Well, I'm – to be able to lock up the other guys, I think that would be the smartest move. And yeah, mm -hmm. not that R.J. Barrett's a bad player, but you're not going to be able to franchise it. You're, you're going to have to get R.J. Barrett and picks. Yep. And you got to be able to talk someone to coming to Atlanta. It's just do that. What you got to do is is scour the NBA social media and say, find, figure out which one of them is a big baseball fan and would like to spend the offseason watching some Braves games. Watching Braves baseball. Absolutely. <laughs> Watching Braves. Oh, man, it ain't that bad down here. Come on. Um, but it's just, it, it's frustrating as a lifelong 
fan of sports. Mm -hmm. I grew up as a big NBA fan. Over the last decade, I've lost the interest that I used to have. I used to die hard, man. I mean, I did not miss games. And the load management had a lot to do with it. But it's like you said, uh, it's like you said Tuesday on my show, you know, curb the fandom. They want to they want to load manage. Uh, actually, your exact statement was if you want to load manage the games, I'll load manage my fandom, which is what I do. Like tonight, I will probably and I'm going to put this as a big probably watch some of the Celtics Cavs because it's because it's on national television. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> not if I go to Celtics Twitter a half hour before and find out that three of the five starters are sitting there. I'm like, I, sitting I don't care that I don't care. Right. Well, exactly. And, and it just seems that the NBA has gone that way that stars don't care to play. And there's they too much college here. basketball to, to consume. And there's actually some good college baseball that, that's going to be on tonight. In fact, tonight there's a couple of baseball games that I'm, I'm actually going to have tuned in and I've already picked some college basketballs. Uh, games to you know be financially invested in mm -hmm. uh, those are going to have my eye yeah uh, you can you can talk me into coming to Celtics Cavs by halftime but not if I flip over there and, and um, I see you know and it's a blowout I see, and yeah, I see Jalen Brown in street clothes mm -hmm. which, which you might Tatum in street clothes which What's you just can't see. <laughs> yeah, so that's but they if they don't fix that. I mean, franchises like the Hawks are going to leave Atlanta one day. Mm -hmm. Fans are going to get tired of it because first of all, Atlanta's a good market. So it's not like there's some reason why you wouldn't want to play for Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But just because you're having you're being asked to build something. I mean, what if that were the case? What if the NBA had that same culture when Dominique Wilkins was here? Well, I'm glad right? they didn't have that culture. There's a whole generation of Hawks fans <clears throat> that grew up watching Dominique and Spud. And Kevin Willis. Oh, that was the next the big old arm pad. Yeah, Kevin Willis and, you know. You don't just give up on your team, but that's what, I mean, that's what we're talking we're teaching kids nowadays when the going gets tough, give up. And we're also teaching kids nowadays about participation trophies instead of earning the championship. Well, that's what the 2020 bubble ship was. It was a participation. It was trophy. one big fat participation trophy. One big fat participation trophy. It was a big one. It was a big one. It was a big one. When they won the championship ish. Uh, <laughs> four, four days, we were doing a show and it must have been a football show it must have been one of our kickoff shows mm -hmm. it came up in conversation and finally i looked over at one of the guys that was i was like who won that by the way i, was, I don't even <laughs> I, and, he, and he, he's a miami heat fan so so he told me because well the lakers won it he thought i was giving him a jab Right, right, right. No, I was like, man, I didn't even watch it. I tried to watch one game, and it was just so bad with no fans in the stands, those goofy screens that were in the background. Oh, my God. And they were trying to make you think that 
it was a fan experience by putting Zoom televisions. That, I'll be honest with you. I liked the paper fans in Major League Baseball Major better. League, than yeah. Because the television screens were creepy to me. At least those, those, Zoom television, those Zoom televisions made me get away from Zoom once and for all, quite <laughs> frankly. Because you think about it. I'm used to, I've been a basketball and I've been a play by play announcer for 27 years. I'm used to seeing crowds. And I was living in North Carolina at the time. And when they basically pull the plug on the season, I pull the plug on the season. I've, I've never been that depressed for that long of period of time in my life. And I know that's sad, but that's how big of a sports fan I am. Mm -hmm. And we were doing a daily show, uh, in St. Augustine, Florida at the time. And we went to the, the morning that we found out about it was like a gut punch. Yes. And we did the show. It was a Thursday because everyone was canceling college basketball tournaments left and right. Yep. And by that Friday, major league baseball had, had canceled mm -hmm. and we didn't do the show. And that was the only time we've ever not done the show. We, we went to a recorded deal that I put together that morning. And mm -hmm. that's the only time I've never done a show. I've, I've done a show every single day of what was armchair quarterback radio in our Braves country. And that was the only day. And I, I just, I, I couldn't stomach it. I was like, man, there was like a depression that came over me. And you knew they were shutting the world down. So you couldn't even go, I'll just go out somewhere and do something. No, you can't. You couldn't do, you couldn't even oh. do that. I mean, like I said, we lived in North Carolina and Screw you, Rudy Gobert. I still thank you. Thank you. I mean, we were, we were living in North Carolina and we were called essential workers because we were working for Amazon at the time. Yeah. And, I looked at Jody and she looked at me and I looked at my, our daughter, Sonia, and we're going, how are we going to navigate this? Well, we're going to go in and kick some butt. And I'm like, just, all right. Yeah, it was just absolutely. It brutal. was horrid. Sports, the one to me that was the best to watch was baseball because you didn't see, you don't see the crowds as much. Mm -hmm. and, and then football, once they started getting fans back in the stands, it was okay. But the baseball was brutal and the hockey was brutal because you could you you could hear the echoes, right? You you could hear them. Where can where can folks find you each and every day, Brian? We're hitting the top of the hour. YouTube.com slash at snowman multimedia for all of my programming. And you can catch uh Snowman in the morning and the Brian Snow show here on WQEE 99.1 beginning at 5 p.m uh weeknights but uh, catch me on youtube and you can catch me on audio replay all across the country all right brother we'll see you next uh wednesday and i'll see you on uh the uh snowman show next tuesday at five thank you, thank you brother appreciate Peace, it sir. have a good week thank you we'll be back in a flash here on braves country and braves country hd wherever you stream you're listening to wqee 99.1 fm the key in noonan georgia Armchair. Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. College basketball Wednesday, wall to wall action, 6:30 Eastern on FS1. Xavier is at Providence. 
at seven on the deuce, the round ball iron bowl, Crimson Tide hosts the Auburn Tigers. While the Big South tournament gets going, that can be seen on the plus, along with the Northeast Conference Tournament. Pittsburgh's at Notre Dame at 7 on the U. The red-hot Vanderbilt Commodores travel to Rupp Arena to take on Kentucky Wildcats. 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Creighton hosts Georgetown on FS1 at 8.30. And the OVC gets going this evening with four-game schedule. A couple of decent late tilts on the plus. 9 Eastern, Grand Canyon at Southern Utah. And Tulane travels to East Carolina on the U at 9. Good one on ESPN tonight in the association. The Cavaliers travel to the Celtics. That game is at 7.30 Eastern. The back end of the double dip, Pelicans at the Trailblazers. Other games of interest, Nets at the Knicks and a battle for Gotham. And the Lakers are at the Thunder at 8 Eastern. While the 76ers are in Miami to battle the Heat. Major League Baseball spring training, your Atlanta Braves tackle the Tampa Bay Rays. That game is at home in Northport, Florida, Cool Today Park. Other games of interest, Nats at the Yankees, Red Sox battle the Astros. While the Cubs host the Mariners in Mesa, Arizona, Phillies are at the Twins, Blue Jays at Orioles. Mets and Marlins clash in Sarasota, the Dodgers are at the Rangers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plan to release running back Leonard Fournette, a key contributor in their Super Bowl 55 victory. The move will happen before the start of the new league, March 15th. Fournette told the Tampa Bay Times that he asked for his release and that there's, quote, no bad blood, unquote, between him and the franchise. He added, quote, winning is everything. That's all. And in my last three years here, that's all we've done. But since my guy, Brady, left, and that's why I came, so my time here is up. Tennessee Titans general manager Rand Carlton speaking Tuesday about evaluating the quarterback position for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Quote, he's been a diligent worker, been in the building every day rehabbing and getting his work in. So he is under contract, and I'm excited about moving forward with him and have a ton of respect for Tannehill. The Titans have $9.8 million in cap space. Tannehill has a $36.6 million cap number this season. The team could save $18 million in cap space by cutting the veteran quarterback. There have also been reports that the New York Jets are interested in possibly trading for Tannehill especially after naming former Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing their passing game coordinator. Fernando Tatis Jr. on Tuesday played his first game for the San Diego Padres in nearly 17 months. Tatis went 0-2 with a walk, a stolen base, and a run scored in a 7-5 win over the San Francisco Giants in spring training in Arizona. Tatis was quoted as saying, I saw that it was 500 or something days since I was out there, since the beginning of spring. I thought about this. Tatis missed all of last season. He was about to come back from wrist surgery when he was suspended on August 12th for 80 games after testing positive for PEDs. Tatis blamed his positive test on a cream he took for ringworm. He had surgery on his troublesome shoulder during the suspension. The shoulder and wrist are 100%. Everything feels good. With 20 games left to serve on his suspension, Tatis won't be eligible to play in the regular season until after April 20th. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE. 99.1 FM, The Key, in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country.
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. It's time to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named best new cruise destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now with free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of discovery. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida, at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. They've given me less than one year to turn this place around. Forget about the way it used to be. This is not a damn democracy. We are in a state of emergency, and my word is law. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the all-American man. Welcome back. Hour number two. Just got news that... uh, Justin's not feeling good. He's a little under the weather, so I told him to take the day, take the day off. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk some college basketball. What you're seeing on the screen there is awaiting a fantasy baseball draft if it happens, waiting for the room to fill. If it doesn't fill here in a little bit, I'm just going to dip out of it. But doing the underdog, uh, if, if you are wanting to jump in on that, it is – uh, on the underdog app and it's the $5 32nd draft. So if you're looking for it, it's whatever one is in there, $5 32nd draft. I'm sure there's probably a number on the actual draft itself, but been waiting here during the break. I'm not seeing it fill up much, so I might have to abandon ship, but we'll, we'll give it a few more minutes before we give up on that. Let's go ahead and get into some college baseball. Now, there are games today. In fact, right now you've got Tennessee Volunteers starting off number three in the land. They are at home against Charleston Southern. And number 24, Texas Tech, they're up 8-1 to one at home against Air Force. NC State, number 21, they're losing to Radford in the fourth inning. 
most of these are being broadcasted on on the plus but some of them are are blacked out if they're in your region it's just the way just the way the broadcasting rights work here we got a good one in atlanta kennesaw state just right down the road from georgia tech they are at georgia tech today kennesaw state leads one to nothing and kennesaw state had a had a nail biter last night not many folks caught that one, but that was a heck of a ball game. I had them on the money line, took them and Duke on the money line because I didn't feel good about them covering the spread, especially once I saw that the jockey had taken them minus the points. I was like, ah, there's no way, man. There's no way they're going to cover. And once again, he didn't cover. Uh, he's still talking smack about the Braves on Twitter. I'm like, whatever, dude. Focus on the fact that you don't win very often. I mean, I, I mean, this guy, you got a better chance of throwing a dart in hitting a winning team. But the game last night, if you missed it, it came right down to the wire. They had a they had a lead and a pretty. I'd say comfortable lead. Anytime you're up six or seven points, I think it was five or six points late in the game. And I'm talking about late in the game, under a minute left. It's a fairly comfortable lead. And Queens University ended up scoring. Kennesaw State was was missing free throws, and Queens was hitting deep shots. And the next thing you know, it came down to the wire, the last play. Kennesaw State missed another field goal, uh, free throw, excuse me, Queens got the rebound and went the length of the court in three seconds, chucked it up at the buzzer and just missed, which would have been a shocker because Kennesaw State, in my opinion, is the best team in the A-Sun this year. They do move on and get the W and a big win as they're trying to punch their ticket to March. Kennesaw State... We'll move on to the next round, and I don't believe that game is today. I think there's a travel day. So I've been scrolling for that particular game, and I don't see it on the docket unless they've taken it off the board for some reason. We keep looking for that, but I'm pretty sure that, that that's how, how that's going down because in these smaller conferences, they don't always play back-to-back -back because there's travel because there's not one venue that holds it. And really is a shame that, that these smaller conferences don't get together and find one university that is able to hold it in their conference and build up the... When you think about a conference tournament coming in, just from the teams alone, but also the fans that would come and the staffs or whatnot, you're really helping out the local economy. Kennesaw State is at home tomorrow so another game in the a this will be the semifinal. they're at home tomorrow in, in kennesaw against lipscomb and that'll be seven o'clock on the plus and the other side of the bracket the semifinal of the a sun it's going to be liberty who cruised in their game last night they're at home against eastern kentucky and the winner of that the, the winner of those two games will meet in the finals. And I believe that will be on Saturday because they're having to take another travel day. So that's what you got going on in college basketball here locally. Uh, as far as college baseball, real quick, uh, 
Wanted to hit up some of the games that are going to be going on tonight in college baseball around the South. Number six, Florida is hosting JU, Jacksonville University. I watched a really good, and I've seen it on for a few times, but I've never sat down and watched the thing. I watched the, there's a documentary on CBS Sports Network that plays randomly. They'll play it like around noon. Eastern time. Maybe it's 11 a.m. I don't know, but I've seen it on from time to time. I'm usually working or whatnot, but it was, it was in my recording, my, you know, for lack of a better term, my DVR box. And I, and I went in and I, and I watched it last night. Phenomenal. It's a one hour of course with, with the commercials, you fast forward through the 40 minute little documentary that CBS sports put together on the 1970 Jacksonville university dolphins who ended up being a Cinderella for folks who are way too young for that. They ended up playing for the national championship against John Wooden's UCLA team. Wooden's UCLA team was in the middle of their dynasty. They'd won four consecutive national championships. And that was in 1970. And you just kind of get to learn a little bit about what was going on in the Southeast at that time. And especially down here on the first coast. And it, it was a neat documentary that they put together. I was familiar with, with a lot of the players that were on that team because they've just been legends in this area in, in North Florida, South Georgia for, for decades. But it was a, it was a really well put together documentary. I think it's called, Jacksonville, you can do it. It was something like that. It was some cornball name, but despite the name, it was a really good documentary. And, uh, anyways, Jacksonville university is playing Florida tonight. And that's on sec network at six at five o'clock South Florida is at number 16, Florida state. And let me see if there's any other games in action of interest around here. Auburn's at home. Against FAMU at seven on the plus. And looking at the Division One top 25, if you haven't paid attention, it's early in the season. Most teams are only about seven to nine games in. But it's always good to take a look at these and where are the where are the teams in the in the southeast this early in the season? LSU is still number one. They have lost a game. They were three and one last week, but they held on to the number one spot. And this is the D one baseball. I know there's a few others, but this is traditionally the one everybody goes by. In fact, even if you go to ESPN.com, it's the one that they share to you. But LSU sitting at number one, Tennessee is three, Ole Miss four, Wake Forest five, Florida and Vanderbilt are six and seven with Arkansas eighth and East Carolina. Another good team this year. They are sitting at number nine. Other teams in the Southeast or ACC, SEC. Virginia Tech is at 11. North Carolina, 13. Louisville Cardinals are sitting at 14. And Texas A&M, 15. Florida State, 16. Virginia, 19. And Alabama is number 20. They're 8-0, number 20. They haven't played a... A, a tough slate yet. Miami is 22 and South Carolina is eight. No, they're at 23. 
And so there, you, oh, I, you know, I, th I think I missed NC State. NC State is sitting at number 21 at 7 or no. So those are your Southeast Atlantic Coast teams. And one of the teams in the Southeast of interest, uh, Southern Miss, is in at number 25. Now, they've already dropped two losses. They were number 18 last week. But all all year so far, it has been predominantly the LSU Tigers have been atop Tennessee. Stanford is always traditional power. They're sitting up there at number two. Ole Miss is an interesting stroke because Ole Miss has been coming on the last few years, and they're sitting up, up there at number four. So you, you know, you've got some good teams in the SEC and a few in the ACC this year that are all sitting in the top 25. Should be some good clashes. The scoreboard, real quick, just update you. Tennessee's up three to nothing in the first, and Ole Miss, Louisiana Tech, they are scoreless. That game just got going. Georgia Tech has given up another run. Kennesaw State is leading that game two to nothing. So keep you updated on that as it goes along. Um, I've actually got that game on one of my monitors and uh, paying attention to it. So there you have that. Um, I don't believe this draft is going to happen. So I'm about to give up on this. There's everyone's, well, you know what we've got. All right. There's still four to be filled. We'll see. I'll give it a few more minutes. If it doesn't happen, then I'm going to uh, go to something else. We're trying to set up a, fantasy baseball live draft but it really comes down to whether or not um people will will come in and uh join this on on uh so on on these best ball drafts if you haven't done one before you draft a guy you don't you don't make any pickups you don't make any trades you just draft and the computer figures it out the rest of the year so all you do is try to draft for depth all right Let's go ahead and get into some Major League Baseball. A lot of things going on. One of the things that has gotten me interested is this story that has come out that I believe yesterday is, is when the story originally came out that Major League Baseball is having to put together. Basically, it's an on-the-fly committee to govern over 17 different teams who are being affected by Bally Sports filing for bankruptcy. They have not paid their bill since, I think, January. And the other, I believe I believe they said it was Warner Brothers, but I'm not 100% positive on that. There was three teams that weren't Bally Sports, and there's 14 teams that are. One of the teams is your Atlanta Braves. So the with all that being said we could be affected in Braves country though Major League Baseball is saying that they're going to make sure all of the games get played and all of the games get televised cuz what a logistic nightmare that would be if you had 17 teams out there who were routinely were not on television. So major league baseball is going to step up and they're going to figure it out basically. 
but they had to put together a group that was going to run the day-to-day operations. Not like it's going to just run itself. And so they want to make sure that everything goes smooth this year. And then during the off season, I'd say that they're going to start looking for companies to come in and purchase the rights to the different teams. Now that'll get interesting to see where all these teams go, mainly the Atlanta Braves, because there's no guarantee on who, first of all, who's going to buy the rights and B, how is it going to be available? Is it going to be a situation? Remember at one point, Bally's was talking about purchasing just Bally's sports, your, your local app and being able to do that. And in fact, they implemented it in some of the markets, but it was obviously a disaster because they didn't make any money. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all these teams that did not make it. Now, if you're wanting to know, well, other than the Braves, who else didn't make it? There's a bunch of them. I've got a list right here. Here we go. Now, the three teams that were not Bally Sports were the Rockies, the Astros, and Pittsburgh Pirates. And the way they mention it, they said it was the it was WBB and ATTP, and I'm not sure if that was all together or if they were separate entities, but... Rockies, Astros, and Pirates were affected. And then the the Atlanta Braves, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, Angels, Marlins, Brewers, Twins, Cardinals, Padres, Rays, and Rangers, Texas Rangers, all are affected by this. The other question I think a lot of us would have is, well, if Major League Baseball is going to carry them, Are you you just going to be able to get the MLB package? And if so, will it get blacked out? And all those nuances. So it's a sticky wicket the next few weeks that that these three gentlemen were were, uh, brought in to run this division, and they all have experience in this type of work. But, man, you're talking about putting it into a crunch to make sure that you get daily broadcasts. This isn't even something that was relatively simple as we'll say like a football broadcast, right? Cause you're talking about most of the games happening on a Sunday and you get it organized and away you go. This is a daily broadcast and they're going to have to make sure that not only are the games being broadcasted and that the fan can see them, but then all every employee involved is getting paid because Bally's is just sticking their head in the sand and saying, whatever, dude, not paying our bills, filed for bankruptcy is what it is. And so it, it is a logistic nightmare right now for Major League Baseball. And this all happened. I don't think anyone was aware this was going to happen. They filed they they put the uh, bankruptcy filing in, I believe it was early January, and Major League Baseball has just been trying to catch up. So you think about all the things that are going on in Major League Baseball with the pitch clock and the bases and the shift and people complaining about this and that, and I don't know if I like it, and I do like it, and et cetera. And then on top of that, they're having to deal with, oh, by the way, How are we going to even be able to see these games? 
So it, it is a nightmare and they're, they're putting it together and God bless them because hopefully it all, it all gets figured out and the fans of all these teams will be able to consume their games like they've always had. By the way, Georgia Tech has scored a run. That game is in the bottom of the first. It is two to one Kennesaw State. Georgia Tech is eight no on the year. Currently unranked in Division One on the D one baseball top twenty five. Kennesaw State is five and one. I did see where Georgia Tech is ranked in one of the polls. Like I said, the D one baseball poll is is the one that everybody typically it, it is basically the AP poll is what it is of baseball. I don't think that this uh here draft is happening. So we are leaving that. I'm getting that thing off the screen. I've given up. It is an absolute uh set there for what was it? What, what how long was I on there? 20 25 minutes and they, and they didn't get it filled. That that is a strange one. All right. We're going to take a really quick break when we come back. We've got a lot more to cover, including Southeastern Conference, college basketball. Some big games took place last night. Some big games taking place this week. Which games do you care about? Which ones are actually worth watching? Because we're just a week away from the conference tournament. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on the key. Stupid interviews. Hey, you're a member of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, How does it feel? Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a blessing. I uh, want to thank God. I'm uh, going to try to do my best. It's a great organization. And uh, I'll say the last 80 guys said. So, yeah. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. And every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE.
just over. We're 29 days away from opening day. We're in March, baby. Gotta love that. Rather than what what is, even though the Super Bowl is in it, February is the worst possible month for a sports fan. We are into March, which means March Madness is around the corner. Opening day is almost here. Spring training has arrived, and the conference tournaments have begun. Now, it's the smaller conference ones, and only degenerates like myself care about them. (laughs) But the Power 5 conference tournaments will be beginning next week where you'll have the sec tournament, the ACC tournament, big 10, all of them. And then even the minor ones that are just below the power fives, they'll be going on. And the sec has got a couple of big games tonight. Well, you know what? I'll say one, if there's only one game you can watch in the Southeastern conference tonight, it's 7 o'clock Eastern, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. That's a game right there. Kentucky is snuck back into the top 25. It's a big, big game. They're a 10.5-point favorite at home against the Vanderbilt Commodores, and that is my lock of the night. I'm taking the Vanderbilt Commodores to cover the spread. Vanderbilt has slowly worked their way into the conversation of the NCAAs. Those boys from Nashville, since a blowout loss at Alabama, have absolutely turned it around. They beat Ole Miss, number six, Tennessee, They went into Gainesville and beat the Gators. They went on the road to beat South Carolina. They beat Auburn. Lost to LSU, and you hate that loss, but then they came back and swept the season series against the Gators. And tonight is a big game for the Vanderbilt Commodores. If they could get this win, look out. But they've got this game tonight, and then they've got the Mississippi State game on Saturday. Now, that game will be in Nashville. That game is a 8.30 game on SEC Network. But Vanderbilt has been playing very, very well. And they are one of these teams that I think has gone under the radar for, you know, for, for a million reasons. I mean, first of all, they, they started off terribly. But they have been leaning on this kid Robbins, Liam Robbins. He's a senior, seven-foot senior. He's averaging 15.5 points a game and seven rebounds. I do believe that he's going to play on the next level and be a solid contributor. They're going to be looking for him to dominate tonight and they're going to need they're going to need him to have one heck of a next week and a half of basketball. 
They are sitting right now 16 and 13 overall. So they still have some work to do. But they're 9 and 7 in the SEC. If you can get a win in Kentucky, take yourself to 10 and 7 and then finish it off 11 and 7 in the SEC, I really think they only need one, maybe two at the most wins in the conference tournament to seal the deal to get them in, into uh, the March Madness. The number two, Alabama, is at home against Auburn. Obviously, Alabama doesn't need that win. But if they want to stay on the one line, I'd say it's a pretty significant game for them. And the controversy that has been just swirling around that program, I do think it has affected them to a degree because they're not winning with ease against teams that they probably should be, but they're still getting the wins. And right now they're being projected as the top overall seed. Right now, North Carolina is being projected as the last team or, excuse me, the first team out. And Arizona State Sun Devils, if that miracle shot the other night, is the last team in. Teams on the bubble right now. The first four out, meaning they need some W's in the worst way to get back into the line, and they're going to need some help. North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Clemson, and Michigan. The four teams that are sitting there just in the line, meaning if they were to lose, they could easily drop out. Mississippi State, they've got a couple of big games. Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, and Arizona State. The next four teams that are looked upon as they're calling them the last four buys, meaning that they don't have to play in that. When you're, when you're considered the first four or the, the last four in, you're expected to have to play that first, first couple of days or a strong possibility that you may have to. So the first four teams that are considered as wouldn't have to play that, it goes in order. Auburn is at Alabama tonight. Nevada, West Virginia, and Memphis. I still don't see how Memphis, with a losing record in their conference, is being considered. And I know the Big 12 is really good this year, and I get that. But if you have a losing record in your conference, do you really deserve a chance at the national championship? I see the comment here by Lane. Go ahead and hit this up real quick. Says, how do you feel about the Mets? Look, I think the Mets are going to be one of the more interesting teams this year because of a couple of reasons. First of all, I don't think they've gotten better. I think at best they stayed where they were. They lost to Grom, but they added Verlander. And I know a lot of Mets haters or Mets fans who hate DeGrom 
can say what they want about DeGrom, but when he when he's on the field, the guy's very impactful. In fact, he was the only guy that won the playoff game last year against the Padres. If you remember Scherzer and Bassett, everyone has been killing Bassett in the offseason from the Mets side. They keep forgetting Scherzer got thumped in game one. So they're leaning on those two. I know it's just a spring training game, but Quintana came out yesterday and he got hammered in his first appearance. Now, look, I think Jose Quintana at this stage in his career is a number four, number five starter. And that's about it. And you're looking for him to eat innings. But when you, when your top two pitchers are 40 years old and have faded down the stretch. And even though Verlander's coming off the, the Cy Young, if you paid attention to him last year, Verlander did stumble down the stretch and excuse me, he was on fumes in the playoffs. Now that's how good the Astros were. They didn't need an elite Verlander to win the world series. They got it done anyways. But with all that being said, the Mets are not that good where they can just have an okay Verlander. And an okay Scherzer. Scherzer, this is two Octobers in a row. Two. The Scherzer has failed on the big stage. If you remember, he he got bopped around in the NL CS in 21. And then had dead arm, couldn't even make his next start. And then last year got popped by the Padres. So that's concerning. Do I think they're going to be really good in April and May? Yeah. Because they're elite pitchers and they're some of the best pitchers we've ever seen. But the only thing that matters to Steve Cohen and the Mets is what are they going to do in October? Does that mean you have to manage their innings. Well, if that's the case and you're relying a lot on Kodai Senga, who's coming over in the major leagues. And when Senga comes on now, I, I know he hadn't, he had his issues in the, uh, at the very beginning of spring training, but he's looks pretty sharp. I think he's supposed to make his first start Saturday or Sunday this week. When he goes through the major league baseball, the first time around, I'm going to assume he's going to look really good and he's going to be hard to hit. He's got something called a ghost fork that's supposed to just drop off the table. But when Major League Baseball players make their adjustments and see him for the second time through, and it may take a little longer because you're not playing everybody 19 times, but when they see him that second and third time through, that's going to be the difference between whether or not Senga is elite or not, and we just don't know at this point. Right now, I would have to say that the Mets, I haven't come up with my actual picks yet, but I'm leaning Mets second, maybe even third at the Elise this year because of the big question. Because if they don't have the starting pitching and they're not dominating the starting pitching, 
the Mets are going to be in huge trouble because they they're they're not going to have the offense. They've got a good enough offense if their pitching is elite. The very back of their bullpen is pretty darn good. The front of their bullpen's got a lot of question marks, and their offense is going to be. It looks exactly like the offense from last year, which didn't scare anybody. They've got an okay offense. I'd say it's top 15. I think you'd be pushing it to say that the Mets offense is top 12 or top 10. So they'll score some runs, but they're expecting to win low scoring games. That's a lot of pressure to put on a guy coming over from Japan. His first year in the league, two 40 year old pitchers, Jose Quintana, who at this point is just an innings eater. He does not have a lot of swing and miss. I don't think that their pitching staff is better. I think it's worse than it was last year. Not by much, but it's worse. And that bullpen did not get stronger. Lane, is, as far as the comment of the pitch clock, look, it's here to stay, and there's nothing you anyone can say that's going to change it. It's going to bring some fans in. It's going to tick some diehard fans off. But all in all, I think it's going to be good for the game because people are going to watch. And people are going to start, once they get used to it and they get done with the newness, they're going to say, hey, I'm in and out of here in two and a half hours, and that's pretty cool. Especially if you remember some of those Yankee Red Sox marathons from just a few years ago with all the pitching changes, et cetera, et cetera. And they were lasting four, four and a half hours. And I'm talking about a random Sunday night game in the middle of May. That's gone. And that's what's going to make the game much more exciting. And they put it side by side with Pedro Baez of him pitching to one batter. It took the same amount of time as one inning. They put it side by side with the same exact time because of all his walking around and kicking dirt, et cetera, et cetera. So that to me is going to be a huge, huge deal. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to hit some more of this uh, baseball and college basketball. We'll be back in a flash. See you in 90 right here on the key in Braves country. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern. First pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe. Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. 
Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Visit your favorite attractions, then dine out in style in dining rooms or al fresco on waterfront patios. Learn more at sunny.org. No matter what technical data they've obtained, this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. It's insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Welcome back here to Braves Country. Braves Country HD, wherever you stream on Mac McGee. We're here weekdays three to five, and we're going to take you all the way here to the top of the hour where Brian Snow is going to bring you the best in sports talk. And make sure to get your morning started off right with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 to 10 a.m., noon to 2. You got the Rod Peterson Show, and 2 to 3 is Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And then we're here back, back here at 3 to 5. A lot of good programming here on the key, and uh, make sure to tune in every single day. We got a busy, busy time of the year. You you got the basketball tournaments. You've got River Dragon hockey. You've got minor league baseball coming up. We're we're gonna have the uh, the Braves country broadcast as well. Atlanta Braves baseball next. Well, I say next, but today's Wednesday. So this coming Tuesday night, six oh five Eastern. Atlanta Braves baseball. We'll have Braves versus Red Sox. Looking forward to that. See how the I mean we we haven't seen them on seen them much, heard from them much, because the broadcasting thing is an absolute disaster. So we're gonna try to do our best to to bring you what we can. Um gotta get into this. The Aaron Rodgers thing. I got some clips you're not gonna want to miss. Well, before we do that, I do want to hit the scoreboard real quick because you, you do have some Major League Baseball games in action right now. I want to make sure everyone is caught up to speed on that. Earlier today, the Atlanta Braves and Tampa Bay Rays, they tied 3-3. Three to three. Atlanta was down 3-1 to one and came back and tied the game in the eighth inning. Ended up, of course, there are no extra innings in uh, spring training baseball. So three to three is your final score. Angels lead the Brewers four to three. That game is in the ninth. All these games are in progress. A's over Cincinnati four to one in the sixth. In the sixth as well, Cubs lead the Mariners five to two. Arizona six nothing over San Francisco in the middle of the seventh. The Dodgers lead the Rangers four to one. Games of interest that are already in the books. Red Sox and Astros skate to a 4-4 tie. Tigers 8-7 over the Pirates. It's a lot of runs for those two teams. And Blue Jays 2-1 over the Orioles, as well as Phillies and Twins end up in a tie. Yankees and Nats. New York Yankees have a walk-off two-run shot 
They win it four to two and the Mets beat the Marlins. And you never want to overreact to your spring training record, but the Marlins are starting off one and four and they've had a hard time scoring runs in many of those games. So I'm sure a lot of, we'll probably get more of a take on this tomorrow from uh, Steven. He'll be on the show. Big, big uh, Marlins guy. And uh, man, I, you know, I really thought, they would have an outside chance to maybe make some noise, but you don't want to, I said this the other day, you don't care about having some great record in spring training, but you don't want to stumble out of it either going yeah, four and 22. So that, that would be concerning. Okay. Let's go ahead and get the scoreboard off the screen here and back to the rest of the story. This is Aaron Rodgers. Look, Aaron Rodgers this morning went on and talked about, remember he he went into his dark hole, wherever he went into some closet or whatever, and got into his feels and his thoughts. And so he came out talking about many of the things that obviously everybody wants to know, is he going to stay in green Bay? Is he going to retire? Is he going to ask for a trade? Now, I, for one, do not think staying in green Bay is on the table. I believe green Bay is ready to move on from him and he's probably ready for a new challenge. But with that being said, where does he end up, et cetera, et cetera. All they're waiting for is an announcement, and he says it's coming, but you don't want to miss this part. This is him talking about eating a lot of salad and how it affected his, well, how his, how his diet affected his, his uh, routine. Here he goes. You know, I was grubbing on these big salads that, that they had for us, and that's probably a little out of the norm for, you know, to eat a humongous salad like every mm-hmm. single dinner. But, yeah, my dumps were super smooth. And <laughs> in my mind, now this is my own rationalization, they were, they were all two wipers. They were yeah. two wipers <laughs> and, and done. So they were multiple, though, that I didn't even think I needed a wipe. about and you wonder if any of this information is going to be picked up by guys who are trying to recruit them right general managers of the jets or the raiders are there's going to be at least a handful that are going to try to recruit them i really think it's a it's a two-team race you could make an argument for a third team but i really think it's it's jets or Raiders, I lean Raiders because of his familiarity with Devontae Adams, plus being so close to the West Coast if he goes there. And and he's a West Coast guy. I don't know if he's a New York guy, if he can handle New York. But, man, would it be fun if he ends up with the New York Jets and have him deal with the New York Jets media on a daily basis. Here is him. Here, here's Aaron Rodgers talking about people thinking he's done. Instead of trying so hard to be 
not just a football player. What if I just embraced I am a football player? Mm. And look at how beautiful it's impacted my life. And there's probably people that think I'm done. Thought I was done, you know, before I became COVID MVP twice. I don't know why, but he loves talking about how he was the COVID MVP two times. He's You'll never hear him mention the fact that he won MVP. He's always mentioning he's the COVID MVP. I don't know if it's because he refused to get the vaccination and he's still trying to hit that home, if, if that really means that much to him, or if it's got to do with the fact that he thinks that it was more difficult to win the MVP under those conditions. I'm not really sure, but I've noticed that he's constantly using that. All right, so now we get to the part of him talking about his decision. When's he going to make a decision? You're going to make a decision. Come on, it's enough already. Here he is. For everybody involved directly and indirectly, it's best for a decision earlier. And I feel I feel really good about about the conversations that um, that are going to be had, that have been had with uh, important people in my life, yourself included. I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. Uh, all the answers are right inside me, and I I touched <laughs> definitely the feelings on both sides during the darkness. And I'm thankful. You. He's still talking about that going to darkness and the feelings are inside him and two wipers and all. <laughs> like what? Oh my! Uh, if this guy couldn't throw a football, he wouldn't have any friends. You know what I didn't know about him until recently because I just don't pay attention to their personal lives. He has no contact with his immediate family, but yet at one point I don't have time to get into the whole thing because it was a really long inter- interview. But at one point, he's talking about how his dead relatives were touching him when he was going through this process in the darkness and whatnot, and how and how it made him feel close to to his roots. And I'm like, so you're talking about getting close to your roots because your dead relatives are coming back from the ghosty past or whatever and, and touching you, but yet you won't even talk to your brother or any of your immediate family. I mean, and you know what? We've all got the one, one, one kooky dukes in our family. We all got that one person. You're like, my God, what is wrong with you? So here's the final clip where he talks about it. He's when he finally makes his decision. And I actually think it's going to happen in the next week. We can have, I think by the timeline, it's got to, we're about two weeks away from free agency. They've got to make a decision. He needs to make a decision. If not, teams are going to get tired of waiting, but here are his, Here's his last clip, and you can read the cryptic message if you want, but here it goes. There's a finality to the decision, mm-hmm. and I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it, when you think it's drama, think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. This is my life. It's important to me, and I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road be really excited about it when i hear that the first thing i think of is a i believe he's playing and b he's not coming back to green bay because when he talks about i'm going to be really excited about now look you could take it to the effect of he's really excited about the next chapter of his life excited not to not be playing football anymore he has never come across as someone who is necessarily loves playing the game 
more of the fact that he takes a lot of pride of how good he is at it and how good he's been and what it's been able to afford him in his life. And there's no denying. I don't care how into the the woods you are. There's no denying for Aaron Rodgers that if you weren't this good at this particular thing, throwing a ball, that you wouldn't have all these luxuries in your life. So at least he does acknowledge that. The rest, a lot of his other stuff does does become sickening. But at least he does acknowledge that. But when he talks about being excited to me, that means he's going to be excited to move on elsewhere. I don't think he's going to be a Packer. Although, if he really wants to go out and try to win a championship, his best opportunity is probably back with Green Bay. Because if you go to the Raiders, you're going to the division that houses Patrick Mahomes, the defending the defending Super Bowl champion. Oh, by the way, they also happen to have Justin Herbert. And Sean Payton just showed up, and we'll see if he can fix Russell Wilson. I have my doubts, but if anybody can, it's Payton. If he goes to the Jets, he's going to be dealing with Josh Allen. Maybe a very difficult team to deal with in the Dolphins, although I don't. There's so many question marks about that Tua situation. And Belichick gets another year to try to put something together. You you can never count him out. But when it's all said and done, I believe that he's going to want to Go somewhere new, but if he stays in the NFC, he's got a better chance. He's not dealing with Joe Burrow. He's not dealing with Mahomes, Josh Allen. The list goes on and on and on in the AFC. What do you got in the NFC? Brady just retired. Jalen Hurts and company, a San Francisco 49er team who can't find their quarterback. If he's smart, he stays in the NFC. But he got all into his feels, so who knows? All right, we got to take off. Stay tuned for the Brian Snow Show. It's on the way. Get your morning started. The Brian O Radio Penitentiary right here on the key. We'll see you 3 to 5. We go live 3 to 5 every day. Have a good one, y'all. It's a great night for college baseball and college basketball. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports.
remember something of a fifth of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of a fifth. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Are Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 605 catch all the action right here make sure to like and subscribe braves country hd youtube.com forward slash at braves country for atlanta braves baseball all year long 